Hey, this is Sean Mandoli, and I'm the pastor of Sanctuary LA, and you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this message encourages and inspires you. Remember to follow us on social media at My Sanctuary LA and enjoy the message. All right. Are you guys ready to get into this? This is going to be fun. So I just um, wanted um, the two students... Uh, that we are interviewing today. I just wanted to officially introduce them and ask them to come on up. Um, first, uh, ladies first, of course, but Ali Sotelo, come on up. Come on, give it up for Ali. Come on up, Ali. And take a seat. There you go. And, and the other student we're going to be um, talking to, learning a little bit about his story, is Cody Perry. Come on up, Cody. Come on, give it up for Cody here. So come on up, guys. All right. And um, so awesome to have you guys. Thank you for being here. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, yeah, and I know Allie's been, hang- been around here before. You know, she's been sneaking into, like, Bible studies and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's good to see you guys. Is that on? Is your mic on and all that? Okay, there we go. Um, awesome. So I just wanted to just share a couple of scriptures here, and then we'll just hear their story. And, and we're in the middle of our series called Code Green. Some of y'all are probably thinking, why you call a series Code Green? Because we felt like it. That's why. No, no, because it's one of our colors as far as the way we kind of brand stuff at all of our campuses is, is the color green. As you can see, the front door is green, and we've been misinterpreted as being a weed shop. But that's not the case here. Uh, this is a Holy Ghost shop. Come on, yes. somebody. Uh, one of the people that we partner with in the community actually wanted to, like, make a call and try to shut us down or something. But they found out we're a church, so they didn't. So God bless them. Oh, Somebody said, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, and so their confusion of, for us being a weed shop is not because it was the smell of weed coming from this place. It's that the front door was green. Just want to be clear. Okay. But uh, I just want to just share a couple of scriptures here because this, the, we're in the middle of a series, Code Green, which is basically each weekend we're kind of just diving into some of our core values, um, actually all of them, um, you know, passion for God. You can see them on the wall out here, down the hallway here, but passion for God, love people, pursue excellence, equip leaders. And this weekend we're going to talk about focus on legacy. And so I just wanted to share a couple scriptures, and then we'll kind of jump in here and hear your powerful stories of what God has done for you guys. And so let's just open up in prayer, and then we'll jump right in. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, uh, for today. We thank you for the opportunity to just sit in your house and to hear your word, and not just the written word, but the living word that, that Cody and Ali's story is a story of the living word that's now living in them. And so, Lord, I pray that we all are changed in the image of Christ, that we are all more like Jesus after we get on up out of here. And we thank you, God, for what you're going to do in our midst. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. If you have our app, you can download it. I do have the scriptures on there. And then we're going to go through some questions here, and you can take notes on the app. But I'm going to open up here with Psalms 145, verse 4. Um, and they're on the screens as well. It says, One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. What does that mean? That what God does in and through us today isn't even about us. It's about who's coming after us. That we want to, as a local church, we always want to keep the next generation in mind. Always empowering them. Always encouraging them. I want to get up out of the way and empower some young people. 
Somebody say amen. amen. And so, and so there's that. Okay, I got one more in Exodus, the book of Exodus, chapter three, and then we'll jump in and we'll start with Allie here. But um, Exodus chapter three, verse fifteen it says, "Moreover, God told Moses, God said to Moses, this, thus you shall say to the children of Israel. This is what He wanted to tell God's people. Um, the Lord shall say, to, uh, sorry, to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers." The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So God is a generational God that by definition, if you could say it this way, one of the names of God is he's the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God always has the next generation in mind. When he spoke to Abram, he was thinking about Isaac. When he spoke to Isaac, he was thinking about Jacob. And when he spoke to Jacob, the deceiver, he was thinking about me. Somebody say amen. Come on, somebody. Out of all those people, I can relate to Jacob the most. Can I get a witness, somebody? <laughs> and so he, he, God thinks generationally, okay? Um, and so I'm going to finish. I'm going to read it one more time here. But he said he's the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And he has sent me to you. This is my name forever. Here we go. And this is my memorial. This is my memorial to all generations. His name is to be a memorial to all generations. All right? God bless you back there. Young person in the back, say, Lord bless them. Uh, So here we go. Um, I just want to jump in. Just That's kind of the context of kind of what we're going to talk about today. But let's jump in with Allie here. Maybe just introduce yourself and all that. But um, And then if you could tell us, Allie, how did you come to know Christ? And maybe you maybe tell us what your, your name, which I know is Allie, but um, where you're from and how did you come to know Jesus? Um, bear with me as I'm ner- nervous. Uh, my name's Allie. I'm born and raised in Santa Barbara where I was. You're good. Just hold it up. Yeah, use that other mic. Use the other mic. <laughs> We're working out. Yeah, Allie. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, I was born and raised in Santa Barbara, or I could say that's just the longest area code I lived in. <laughs> um, I'm 21 years old. Um, I came to know the Lord um, in Bakersfield, where I never thought I would find the Lord. He, um, I hit my knees on a Bakersfield Chapel to the song Redeemed. I remember that day like it was yesterday because that's the day where I felt peace, um, comfort, something new. Um, I came and was that just a question you had? Yeah. Um, could you tell us maybe um, a little of your history of how, like, where do you come from, you know, prior to Christ? Like, what was some of the things you've walked through and, 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 and had to deal with and struggled with? So that's interesting. He was talking about his door. You know, just like me, I'm very misunderstood. People see the outside and think it's something, just like that green door. They thought it was something, but in reality, and the inside was totally different. That's who I was. Um, uh, I was very misunderstood because of my background, because of the reputation my family held. I was just given the, I was just following an example that was given to me to imitate, which was my parents. They were in gangs, violence, drugs, you name it, I followed. Um, The game of follow the leader lasted only so long till it led me to a deep, deep hole. And now I choose to play follow the leader, but that's with Jesus Christ. Um, 
it was a vicious cycle. You know, it's, you know, the whole your theme and our theme, it goes so well together because, um, you know, that generational, um, I was just falling with the generational legacy that my parents were trying to leave for me, you know, but he makes all things new, which is where, what we're standing on. And I'm standing on that new generation that I'm going to leave for my legacy, whether it be me falling in the Lord's footstep and him taking me to different heights. That's what I want to leave for when I, for my children and the rest to come. And I think that's good that both of our concepts and ideas and things are very me meshing, you know. Wow, that's powerful. When you were growing up, um, maybe even younger, um, what was it like growing up in an environment like that? Um, you didn't know Christ yet. It's all you knew. But um, can you maybe just almost uh, just invite us into that, um, how, you know, you literally from childhood, there's certain things I personally grew up in. It was a very uh, abusive environment. I, I didn't grow up in church at all. So, but just to maybe allow us to kind of peer into some yeah. of the things God pulled you out of. This is where vulnerability starts, huh? <laughs> so I didn't grow up in a sandbox. You know, uh, I had sacks stuffed in my diaper from when they would raid the house. That's where they would hide it. Um, my parents were kids having kids. My dad was 14 and my dad was, and my mom was 17. Um, he lied to her. He, he was tall, so he looked older. Um, Mine, my height, you know? And so with that being said, they, were, they didn't know how to raise, you know, a baby girl. So um, it was very difficult for them. Like I said, I didn't grow up in the sandbox. I had to grow up quick. I thought I was their parents. Um, my mom went to prison for five years for um, crossing illegal, illegal immigrants over the border, and that teared me apart. That made me to depend on only man, which is men. I seek my, I seek everything I did in men, whether it be um, eating, living, sleeping, breathing men. Um, with that being said, um, my father, he was in and out of jail himself and the court, um, by the age of 15, the court awarded me the court of the state because they, could, they knew my parents couldn't take care of me. Then started the group home transaction, the placement transaction. But every time they would send me to a group home or a placement, I would always run to back what was familiar because the unfamiliarity wasn't sticking to me. I didn't like it. I didn't feel good. It was uncomfortable. You know, and I was so used to comfortability, what I knew. Um, uh, by the age of 17, it just got worse and worse. Um, I think, you know, now everything that happened to me, I put in a time castle so I can bring it up now and speak when it's necessary. I'm going to bury it back up and it's going to recome back, you know. But I just feel like um, that doesn't define who I am, just like that door doesn't find the weed that's supposedly in here. So the door, the, that door that is blocking everybody from seeing who I really am does not define me. You know, the walls that I built are now getting broken down because the Lord used a wrecking ball. He was Bob the Builder and slowly ticking at what he needed to do. And I'm just so grateful. I'm thankful for where he's brought me. I came into Teen Challenge. You know, that's the greatest vessel he could have ever used because apparently everything else didn't work. Um, I took a little longer than everybody else. I did an, a year and six months because um, I couldn't complete the task that was given to me while in the program. 
Um, he took the title he had for me, and he could do that. <laughs> and, and so I can learn from what my mistake was. Um, and it was men. I fell because of men. I was talking to a guy in a program I shouldn't. And I was in a leadership position where younger women were looking at me and seeing what position I was hailing. And not a good example. There's that cycle again to follow the leader. I didn't give a good example, right? Um, when I finally hit the um, L18 challenge, um, I went into restoration. And there he really, I literally like took off the coat of pride and he gave me a fresh new wardrobe, you know. I can just walk in the closet and just be suited and booted every time I wake up because I'm no longer who I used to be. That is amazing. That is powerful. That is awesome. And, and um, we'll go to um, Cody here in a sec. But I'll just say, you know, sometimes everybody's journey is different. And we don't want to judge people because they might not have done it like like you or and don't beat yourself up either yeah. when you, you you're on your journey and God's going to use it all and not every and look at nobody's journey's a straight line anyway every one of us got a little we sidestep every once in a while a come detour. on somebody come on I say come on somebody don't look at me like you never got off course with a little sidestep come on now some of y'all got did a little sidestepping last night come on now but you're in church right now come on all right? Anyway, powerful. Thank you for sharing. That's, that's so powerful. So, Cody, if you could just tell us maybe a little bit of where you could share with us, man, like where you come from and all that and, 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 and coming to know Jesus. Okay, so, all right. <clears throat> all right, my name is Cody, and um, where I come from is right here in California um, in Lancaster in the desert. I was born and raised out there, and um, I spent, uh, and I grew up with a single parent. A mom who did her best to take care of me, but also at the same time felt lonely and abandonment um, while growing up. She had uh, her own issues um, that she was dealing with, so it's um, little brush strokes, just real quick. Um, you know, I went through um, some things that a kid shouldn't be going through. Um, it went through some things that happened to me um, that kind of led me to the way um, you know I grew up. My mom had men um, in and out and everything uh, couldn't, you know, they was uh, confused in their own habit. And, um, you know, I couldn't figure out if that was the dad or not. Um, so growing up with that and then um, wanting, uh, wanting to see and have that white picket fence like uh, I seen with my other friends had, um, you know, on the outskirts that uh, would be there for a glimpse and then leave um, that perfect life. I uh, had grew up in the ghetto and uh, it was real rough and wicked and, um, you know, had uh, multiple gangs around um, moving from various places in my life, um, but never joined. Um, I, you know, I stayed connected with my, I stayed with my family, you know, like I had to grow up quick. And um, at the same time with doing that, um, I, with growing up quick, I developed a lot of responsibility um, with, with, um, with that. I had to take care of my own brother and sister, you know, um, you know, my mom usually wouldn't even be in the picture at that at that time. Um, and, um, yeah. Anyways, um, so um, with that, uh, at about the age of like 12, uh, 13, you know, like yeah, like at least 11 or 10. I mean, um, I started doing my own thing and everything, and, and uh, started hanging around with people that I really probably shouldn't have. Um, you know, it would, and they were wicked in their own self. You know, um, a lot of white supremacists um, was involved uh, or was around me where I lived at, and um, 
And then, like, you know, that was just uh, 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 the friends I thought that were my friends, um, hanging out with them. But with that, um, I isolated a lot because I knew, you know, they weren't um, who they were saying. You know, they did me wrong a lot of times. That You know, I got into a lot of fights, but they weren't who they say they were. So I ditched off my own little self, and I, um, you know, started doing my own thing with, like, mowing people's lawns and stuff. And, like, you know, like, I got into a habit of, like, um, uh, like, trying to make money on my own, you know, just to, you know, just to, just to help out with my moms and help out with my brother and sister at home because they, they weren't living, it wasn't living right at home. Um, so I had that, like, that, that, that in my heart to uh, want to try to help. I met this lady who was my, eventually being my godmom. She took me in almost, um, you know, like, I always go over there. She always helped me out. She always had some kind of work for me. Um, but <clears throat> let me fast forward. Um, so, um, so I did a lot of work with her. So I developed this habit of working. So um, at, my, at age 15, I came to, uh, I had this so-called friend that got me trapped in the methamphetamine. And uh, on my 15th birthday, she, you know, they thought it was cool, uh, you know, to slip, you know, to get me hooked on that, I guess, you know, whatever was going through their mind. Um, I was playing cards and we were smoking and drinking. Um, and that's usually just what I do, and it was just smoke, you know, it's just smoked weed, just simple weed, you know. Um, but they pulled out the meth behind, and I was like, you know, what's that? You know, like, oh, this is, uh, you know, this is speed, you know. Um, you know, we can play cards all night now, you know. Oh, yeah, okay. So I got hooked onto that. Well, that one, that one time, you know, it, and I was like, uh, right before, I was in the summer, right when I was getting into the high school. So not only that, when, um, right when I got into high school, I uh, created this, uh, this habit along with my journey of high school. And... Um, and then I found something new. Like, I th- you know, I thought that I, I, meth was like my idol. You know what I mean? Actually, it was my idol. Um, so ever since the age of 15, mm-hmm. how long did you end up, how long were you on that? Like, how From the age of 15 all the way to uh, 20, uh, no, 30, 31. Wow. When I came to Teen Challenge. Yeah, 31. Yeah, with all that. Um, that's, so that's about 15 years. Uh, High rolling, uh, you know, speedballing on that um, throughout that journey. And that came with a whole bunch of things involved. Um, I went to Georgia, and um, I got into a few car accidents. One of them was in Georgia. But that was pretty serious. Uh, I, I, was, I wasn't high, though, but I fell asleep. at. Um, I was rolling around the bend, this bend, and I um, broke my C2 vertebrae. Um, and then my other car accident, that was pretty serious, right there in Palmdale. Um, I uh, fell asleep at the wheel, actually, and, you know, that was a serious one that uh, awoken me, and, and God got a hold of me, and, look, you need to change your life. So you got, so you were strung out, right? And then, yeah, I was strung it, out for it, a little bit, yeah. but in the same time, I uh, created this habit of um, um, uh, being able to work while I was, uh, right. you know, like a functioning addict. Got like, that was, a, that was a toll of it all. Like, when I knew how to do that, and, and, and act right in front of the crowd and act right in front of pu- in the public um, while being high, like, that, that, that's what, you know, that made it go longer. it on. Mm-hmm. Right? So then you get in that car and you're like, man, I need to do that. I need to get this together. So how did you make the bridge from that moment to Teen Challenge? Um, I, um, when that car accident happened, um, I, was, uh, I was in this scary place where I was about to lose my mind. Like, I felt it. Um, I got away to Cal City, and that's where I believe I heard the audible voice of the Lord. Um, and when I say audible, um, I mean, like, I went to Cal City to get a break and get away from those that, um, that was around, um, the dope girls and, the, um, you know, just the whole atmosphere. And I got away to my little safe house that, um, that my homegirl had. And there, 
I, you know, I got some sleep. I relaxed and everything, trying to get my gears in mind, uh, trying to get my gears in order and everything. And then one night I was walking my dog. Um, I brought my dog with me because he was my, my cool companion then. I brought my dog uh, on one night I was walking in the desert. And if you guys know Cal City, you know there's nothing out there. Like, and there's like barely anything developed. Um, the, in, out there in the desert, the highest thing that's, um, that's going on is probably like a bush this tall. So I was out there, I was walking this trail and my dog, and um, I, went off, I went off and it was just like the big moonlight out. And um, I was just walking, all of a sudden I, I heard this voice that um, was behind me. Um, and it went like, like really smooth, really calm, and, and like just, just, just very smooth and just like calm. It's like, um, it's all right, don't be scared. And those were the words that I heard audibly, like, and I just turned around, I was like, wait a minute, there ain't, there ain't nobody there, right? I'm, and I'm looking around like, okay, I thought it was someone trying to pass me. And, and, and it wasn't, I'm looking around, there's no one there. I'm like, what the heck? And while I was, while that, while, before I heard that, I was thinking in my head, I was thinking, I was like, okay, I need to get something fixed. I need, um, I need, to, I need to go somewhere. And right before that, I talked to my auntie, she told me about Teen Challenge, I was thinking about that. Like, I don't wanna go to no institute, but that night, the Lord's like, you know, it's all right, don't be scared. And that was right when I was thinking on what I was thinking on. And like, I believe that was the first time I heard an audible voice of the Lord. Wow, that's powerful. And so then, how, then you went, you... Yeah. I went to, okay, so um, then I went to Teen Challenge, you know, um, not right afterwards. It took a little time. I went to Chapter Teen Challenge, um, right next to Bakersfield right here. And... Um, I went there, um, it took a little bit. Um, you know, I had to go through the process and everything. They had to give you a physical and everything. But when I did go, um, it was a long drive from Lancaster to, uh, to, uh, to Chapter, California, um, to you know, go to that ranch. And um, on my way there, my auntie was driving me. Um, and she's like, you know, she's telling me all these things. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm thinking I'm gonna be able to at least smoke while I'm there. And, I'm, and she tells me, oh, you can't smoke neither, Cody. Why are you there? And she's telling me all the rules as we're going along there. I'm like, and I'm looking like, dang, are you serious? Like, you tell me now? Like, as we're going, as we're so far away from where I She's know. She's like, what, you want to get out of the car? You can walk back? I mean, for real. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was slowly not, I was slowly, like, getting this grudge, like, no way. I'm not staying. She thinks I'm going to get out and stay, but I'm not. You know, like, like and she went through all the extra ways of, like, taking me to the physical and getting all that done and everything. But so we get there, and the peace of the Lord was there, like, right Right when I got, uh, had to go through all my clothes that um, they said I had, because I was going to think I was going to bring my whole, like, my whole get up, my, my whole get down and everything. So we're going through all my clothes, me and uh, Mike Bridges, and he's like, you can't have that, you can't have that, you can't have that, you can just bring this much and that clothes and those shoes, but you can't bring all this stuff. And um, I was like, dang, so I'm already, I'm already getting, like, pruned up. Like, you know, like, I, I got all my stuff, you know what I mean? My shoes, my... But look at you now, man, you rocking the shirt and the tie and the vest, man, come on. Yeah, that's, that, it, <laughs> that was a blessing. Yeah, yeah, yes. But I was like getting pruned. But what was the what I wanted to get at was um, right there when when uh, when I knew I was safe. When I finally like it clicked. It clicked in my head and clicked in my heart. Like, okay, and the whole time, auntie's like, Jesus is there. He's gonna help you change your life. He's gonna help you change your life. No matter what, he's gonna be there for you. And I was like. All right, all right, I'm listening to that. And, and as soon as I get there and, and we're going through this stuff, like something just come over me, like, like this blanket of like peace. And I started bawling. Like I couldn't stop crying. And I was so, and, and, and while I was crying, because I had the tears of joy and gratitude that struck me in my heart that 
I knew, like, okay, this journey, this 15-year journey that I was on ever since I was 15 years old is freaking over. Like, it was done. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I was so, I was so happy. Like, I know whatever comes from this point on is going to be better than where I just came from or what I was going to even have in my mind what I was going to go do in the first place. So, like, that, that, and it was just, I was just, I was just filled with gratitude and thankfulness that my auntie, you know, helped me out that far. And, like, just the peace of that place at the ranch, um, just around it and everything and what, you know, it, you know, how it looks and just, there was a spirit of peace there. That, the spirit of God is there. And That's I just awesome. loved it. That is powerful. I just Come couldn't on. express that enough because that was like, he just his uh his uh, presence that was so profound there that overcame me. Like, I never felt that before, like something like that so powerful in my life. That's amazing. Come on, give it up for Cody, everybody. <laughs> awesome. Um, Praise Jesus for saving me. Yes, sir. Um, so I just wanted to ask another question. We can go to Alia, but I wanted to just even say a couple things to what Cody was saying is, um, is number one, the supernatural encounters you've had, I really feel the Lord leading me to tell you yeah. that, that that's part of your journey, but I really feel that God's going to use you um, in that way for others, that the, the, the encounters you've had with them aren't just for you. Praise the Lord. God's going to move through you so other people will have those same. It's just how God has spoken to you. Yeah. How he's led you is just in a supernatural way. Like the natural mind would be like, okay, man, you're hearing voices, right? But, but you know in the fruit of those things yeah. are what, what really matters. The fruit of them tells you who's doing them. Right, yeah, the so, evidence behind you. Yeah, and they're, they're, you know, ooh, yeah. okay. And so I really feel like God's going to use you um, to be a vessel of All right. for other people. So I just All right. encourage you, man. I receive that. That's the other thing, too, guys. How many of you know, man, this thing is a process, man. Yeah. And, um... And, and we all, God is going to, God is going to clip away some things on everybody's journey. You don't just have to be on crystal meth for 15 years for God to prove you. Because some of us, you know what I'm saying, you might not ever, hopefully never go down that road, but you, you God's going to get the clippers out. Somebody say amen. Amen. And he's going to put you in situations and environments that are uncomfortable. Yeah. And that is part of God's You're right, Pastor. That sometimes he got to take you out of what's comfortable so we can start working on you and, 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 and get you out of familiar. Because God's plan for us is not comf comfort. Yeah. It's growth. Right. The Holy Spirit will comfort us. But God's not like, man, I just, I just want you comfortable all the time. No. He's like, look, I'm going to put you in an uncomfortable place so you know that I'm the one comforting you. And so I just want to encourage you guys. You all have gone through a process. You're on your journey. You guys have weathered the, the tough times. Even, even some of those things might not have been tough for somebody else. But some things are tough for me, and it's not tough for you. But, but that's just my journey and God just delivering us. And many times he's going to put you around some people that you would never kick it with. But in the kingdom, he's going to put you around those people because you need what they have. Yeah. Can I get an amen, amen. out there? Amen, yes, amen. So, yeah. Hey, Pastor, so, I just wanted to add what yeah, you said. Um, what I learned also in my, um, in my internship is that uh, for the spirit to grow within us is for us to be put in uncomfortable positions. That's the only way that God can bring the spirit to growth. Amen, that's right. That's good. Okay, here we go. So, um, Allie, what was, um, just a couple more questions. You guys enjoying this? Some good stuff. So for you, um, you might have alluded to some of this, but what would you say is one of the most challenging things? So, so here you are, you, you, you're coming out of your life. You say, you know, you buried that thing, you know, the old alley's dead. And, and now I'm walking with God. 
Now, what would you say is in the process from finding Christ to now, what, what is something that it was really challenging for you that you had to walk through after saying yes to God and counting and actually going, man, my life is better, but just because you're with God, you're still going to have tough moments. Is yeah, that right? Amen. So I just wonder, what is something that you had to, that was challenging for you in that process? I would, I would say my age, 21, um, this is everybody's prime, you know, and for me to be where I'm at right now, it's a, I, sometimes I, I go on Facebook and I look at the people I, I would kick it with and they're doing things like they're going out, they're doing, you know, and, um, sometimes like my life, that I lived before was on hold, but now it's forever gone. And sometimes, you know, it, you know, I like who, my best day out there, my worst day out there is so better than my worst day as a Christian, you know? And I, I sometimes get difficulties when it comes to like being my age, you know, that I should be going out and about and doing my age things. And that really sometimes I forget that I'm 21 and I try to act older and mature, but I, lo- I was robbed of a childhood. So me not getting my childhood still, like I want to be a kid sometimes, but it's just very difficult in the position that I'm set in right now. And, you know, sometimes, like you said, he had to go endure all that so he can now, you know, lead the people that endure, are going through that right now, help them. You know, he took the, there, there was a pep, this, I like using this analogy, it's like he, we tripped over that stone, so for the next person, we pick it up so they don't trip over it. Oh, come on, You know, somebody. and I feel like that's a good thing that the Lord's putting in my heart. Like, out of all the 21-year-old people that I kicked it with, I'm the one that tripped over this stone in order for the next one not to trip, and I can yeah. show them how. Yeah. Good. And I would say, too, to you, Allie, that, that God's going to restore your youth. He renews our youth, the, yeah. the Bible says, you know, and yeah. you, you might think things were lost and that you're not getting to do but I'm going to tell you right now on your journey with God yeah. you're going to be able to um, um, you know the Apostle Paul told Timothy you know don't let anybody look down on your youth mm. but be an example so the biblical context for who's supposed to be an example is the young people to us older folks so young people you are my example excuse me mm. so act right no no, really, that, that's what he said. You, he told a younger yeah. man that was walking with God, like, look, man, you're, you're the example of, of purity and, and all this stuff. Like, there's something that young people carry that God intended for them to be an example to, because to, your fire and your willingness to just do stupid things for God. Come on now. Yeah. Um, that's good. Anybody ever do dumb stuff before you found God? Now, now get radical for God. Do something like make make the religious crowd nervous. Just right. go for it. That's like, tight. You know, find a sick person, lay hands on them. Now, I mean, I mean, like pray though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So, um, just some of y'all in here. I just want to confuse the two. I might, yeah. You know, the old man might try to rise up, but yeah. um, but really, and I'm going to say this. I really believe that for you, Ali. That that you walking with God. It's not that it is over. It's just beginning. Yeah. It's just beginning. You're going to enjoy your youth, and you're going to live this thing. And there's going to be certain things I feel God's going to be like, look, you don't even need to act all old like that. Just be your silly 21-year-old self. Have those moments with God and in the right, and and, and enjoy that. You're going to enjoy this thing. Amen? Yeah, I like that you said that. Uh, not, um, not that long ago, I was in a group, and 
the Lord brought up to my memory that if have you guys ever read the three the three little pigs? Well, um, I was just telling my group the other day. Um, I used to build. You know, the enemy is gonna come and huff and puff on a house that I build on self-image, just pride. And if I build that house, he's gonna come and blow it. You know, but if I build another house and he comes and I build it up in what people think about me or how I should live, the enemy's gonna come and he's gonna huff and puff. But if I build that house on the stout, that solid rock, the foundation, he's gonna right. huff, hey, he's gonna Jesus huff, Christ. and he's gonna puff, and it's gonna not even move to the left or to the right. It's gonna right. stay standing. And That's I feel right. like standing. as my youth, I continue, I need to stand on that firm, firm foundation. And all that will be taken care of, whether it is the youth, whether it is restoring my life. He's already done the most, exceeding more than I can think and imagine. I can only hope for the more blessings that he's coming through with. Amen. That's good stuff. Okay, here we go. And speaking of legacy, just a couple more questions. I know these things go kind of fast, huh? But here we go. Um, who in your life um, helped you to get where you are now? And speaking of legacy, somebody helped you like evan said these angels with handcuffs came right. and i was like that is the most amazing uh representation of an angel for some people can i get a witness <laughs> come on they somebody look like angels in the moment but they were god sent them pop 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 come on now that is amazing that is powerful so for you guys what would, who is that who who helped you who who was that maybe share a bit about that yeah. go ahead um mine would be my mother she, um, sorry, when she got out of prison, she decided uh, she didn't want that legacy for her daughter anymore. So she enrolled herself in college. She stopped doing drugs. Thank you. She stopped doing drugs. Um, and she just broke that generational bond that was tied behind her leg and was carrying all that weight. And with that, it didn't trickle down as much as it did. The trickle start stopped. The Lord put an end to the showers that were trickling down of generational curse once she started doing that. And I, that's my, she's my hero. She now works as an intervention specialist at my brother's high school. She now helps those who were like me and her in their position. She's um, a, a treasurer at her union, you know. Um, she's just doing it out there, you know, for because she, she knows the struggle, you know. Like they say, um, you're you're a mechanic, but your car's all screwed up. That's what she would use, like, you know. I work here, but my daughter's screwed up. But now she can say, like, she's um, doing what she has to do, and I, you know, I believe. She believes a little bit, you know. The Lord's gonna do what He has to do. That's not my job, you know, but. She, um, she does believe in the walk I'm in. She does see the transformation because when I look in the mirror, it's not me, it's Jesus. So that's what she's seen as a reflection of God and Jesus in me, that she's seen the change. And I would say my mother, she's the one that put me in this program, and she's the one that stuck by my side. She stopped enabling me, and I just thank God for placing her and replacing her with um, a new person and... Um, and I just thank the Lord for, for that change in order for me to also cut the chain of ball of, of generational curse that was around my leg. That's powerful. That yeah, is amazing. Yeah. Um, Cody, um, what type of legacy uh, do you hope to leave now that you're in the position you are? And you, you can share maybe if there's somebody that helped you, but what kind of legacy are you wanting to build now? 
The legacy that I want to, that I'm, that I am building, um, is a le- le- legacy of love and respect, um, following Christ. Um, with that, with it goes with that, you know, being humble, and um, and uh, and it starts, you know, it's starting every single day I wake up. Um, that's that's the legacy that I am going, that I am leaving behind. Um, I don't have no kids right now, or uh, but my focus is a uh, kids ministry and uh, I can just see and wherever I go, um, the, wherever the Lord's going to put me, I know, um, along the way, if I do have kids, um, when, when that day does comes, but before that, uh, you know, I'm, um, I'm impacting other people's kids, you know, with what, um, with the legacy that I'm building, you know, and, and one day when I do fall, you know, maybe I'll leave the legacy behind for my, my little, my little nephews and, um, who I love, you know, uh, so much I'm able to be in their lives. Um, it'll probably most likely, you know, be left maybe with them. Um, my little nephew and my little nieces, um, you know, uh, yeah, until, until I have kids, you know, but, you know, out of love, respect, you know, following Christ and doing what Christ does because um, the devil wasn't doing me no good. So, you know, I'm doing my best now to uh, do what Jesus says and to follow him and to worship him in my service to other people, and um, with coming there, you know, love and respect towards my towards uh, one another, um, towards people that um, that I'm always around. That's in front of me, you know. That's the legacy I'm going to leave behind. That's awesome. Who who helped you? I'm, I'm, I know you mentioned your auntie, but is there is that the person you would say, wow, that God used her, or or is um, there I believe else? God used multiple people in my life, and it has to do with um, first my godmom. Um, she was a, a lot of help, of positive in my life, and then it has to be. I believe it has to be with my aunt Joy before she passed away, and then um, uh, also my mom too. Um, but not so much. Um, you know, not so much. But she still was there. Uh, you know, to um, you know while while she was alive. Um, but most of all, like at the end, when it, when it, um, when the gears started really grinding together, um, would have to have been God, because like like I said, it had been God in the first place, working through all of them. Um, and my aunt, my aunt Terry was just there to actually like actually get it into motion for me. You know what I mean? Like she was like the final, you know, and she is now. Like she's still my spiritual like my spiritual backbone now. Um, and I go to her for multiple questions and everything because she's a believer. She was a believer um, in God before I was. And um, she's, you know, ultimately pointed me to Teen Challenge where Jesus would save me. So, you know, um, but ultimately it had to be God because he worked through all those people inside my life. And, um, you know. That's awesome. So one more for Allie, and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of we'll pray here. Um, what would you say, Allie, after growing up how you did and now coming to Christ, what would you say is something that God's going to use you to leave a legacy? What, what would that be? What, what, what will you be remembered for when you go on to be with God in heaven one day? Redemption. The redemption blood that was shed on Calvary runs through my veins and my kids' veins and the next and the next and the next. Nothing more to say but that. That is awesome. Is there anything else, just being with us as we dismiss here, is there anything else that you wanted to share that was on your heart that you wanted to encourage our church community with? Is there, um, Cody? 
Um, <clears throat> I just want to encourage you guys to, um, like, whoever, it doesn't matter what um, anyone is going through. Um, we're all, like, we're all the same. We all have, like, we're all, we're all the same as being humans, and it's, like, fundamental for a human to leave a legacy. So, like, our legacy is going to, like, be different from other people. But what I want to encourage everyone is with is, um, you know, uh, it doesn't matter how many times, like, we fall back. Like, as long as you have Jesus in your life and long as we have um, um, an ultimate, uh, that ultimate um, understanding of, like, that, of your identity, of who you are in Jesus and you're, you know, in the word and you're actually, you know, and you're continuing to want to, because uh, we're living in perilous times right now. And it's only getting, it's only getting more harder and harder. And, and there's distractions out there are, are unbelievable. And it starts right there with that thing in your pocket. You know what I mean? Like, it's, there's so many signs of, like, you know, um, the enemy wants to distract us from us uh, claiming our identity every single day because it starts every single day, but um, he wants to distract us, and we can't let that happen, you know what I mean? And we got to remember to keep God always in our conscience, you know what I mean? Don't ever leave him out of your conscience, you know what I mean? Like, always continue to be thinking about God and thanking God, and when we take that, when we take that deep breath, it's the air that we breathe that is his presence coming inside us. This, this, the mystery has been known to us. The kingdom of God is inside. And how it gets activated is, uh, is by us worshiping him and, and dancing and whatever it is, however we, uh, we activate it. It's motion, you know, it's motion sensor. You know what I mean? Like, we, we have to activate that, That's like, good. physically. And, um, and I encourage us to do that in your personal devotions. And at the same time, you know, like, it, just, it doesn't matter who's looking, but um, he, he, he's going to bless those that pray to him in secret. So remember, Remember your secret place, that sweet spot that you have, wherever it is, yeah. uh, uh, develop a sweet spot at your house. Develop that sweet spot, you know, wherever you are. Go get that alone time with him because it's so precious because there's too many things that's distracting us that uh, don't want us to have that time with him. You know what I mean? And we need to keep that, that time and, that, and him on our conscience and just knowing that God is our God and not our phone, not our, not, you know, God has to be number one. And that, and it's very, um, it's very important that, that this happens because every single day, distractions are getting more and more and more. Little bit by little bit by little bit, they're gathering, and it's a, just a big old snowball that's going to come and hit you, and you're going to wonder why will happen. We, don't, we can't have that happen to us as believers, and I encourage us to just, you know, you know, don't let distractions always eliminate that precious time with Jesus, you know, and, and I know because I, and it happens to me, like when I'm about to read my Bible, like I want to figure out, okay, before I read my Bible, I got to get this done. No, just read your Bible. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I noticed that. It's just those little flaming arrows that want to hit you, like distract you. And right. because he, cause the enemy knows that God's going to speak to you. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're not comprehending what exactly what it means right then and there. You keep reading because it's feeding the spirit. The, you know, the word of God feeds the spirit. That's, good. That's what I want to encourage you guys with. Yeah, thank you. Come on. Thank you, Cody. That's good. Allie, and then we'll close. Uh, I just want to encourage you guys with what we've been encouraged with. Um, he makes all things new. Yes. Whether it be new finances, new jobs, new cars, new opportunities, new doors. Mm -hmm. um, he makes all things new. He fixes it up and refinishes it to what he needs it to be or wants it to be or how he wants to, to move. Yeah. Um, in all your circumstances, just always remember, remember, have that in your arsenal. He makes all things new. Stand on Isaiah 43, and it really will benefit you. I'm standing on it now as I've been encouraged from my family, and I share my, what our family goes to your family. He makes all things new. Amen. That's awesome. Come I on. agree. One more time. Let's give it up for these guys. Thank you, guys.
Thank you for listening to the message. If you've been encouraged and inspired, give us a great review and share it with a friend today. Also, if you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our powerful weekend gatherings. For more info and directions, follow us at My Sanctuary LA. Be blessed.